So I, I've got something to share today. You know, uh, God really put it on my heart last week to talk about comfort in a way that would make a difference <laughs> for us. Because uh, comfort is not coming to us from the world at all. But what does comfort do is it, does, it doesn't just say that you're okay the way you are. It gives you a way to go that's going to be, bring you hope and, and direction. Amen? So that's what we saw last week. And, and this week I want to talk about joy. And <laughs> how many know that joy is kind of an essential thing? You know, we'll get to this a little bit, but it's it's really hard to do something well if you don't have joy associated with it. Um, you know, there was there were the basketball NBA basketball finals are going on right now, and, and there was a there was a uh, there was a team that was playing recently that that um, I noticed sometimes these players can they they look like they're down all the time. And then you got the other player that's like uh, happy, <laughs> you know, and having fun with it. And, and you can just tell that there's a difference there, right? Like there's a joy associated with it. Did you ever have somebody wanting to sell you something and they didn't look like they were very happy about it themselves? You know, in sales, I mean, it's like if you're going to sell something, you better have some happiness about it yourself, Right? And so they train these people, especially the, the telephone people, right? Oh, they're bubbly and happy. You know, you wonder, is this really how they are? Or is, you know, are they just doing it? Why? Because joy is a necessity if you're going to actually be victorious, right? And so I want to look at this because this is not a small thing in what we've been given in God. In fact, it's essential. And I, and I want to say, God, how can you help us to, uh, to, to utilize Something that is so powerful as joy. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's, let's go ahead and look at this. And, and I want to I call this the setting of joy. There, there's a scripture in Hebrews that talks about um, looking unto Jesus. How many like to look unto Jesus for your example? <laughs> Amen. Aren't you glad we can? <laughs> but it says, looking unto Jesus who for the joy... That was set before him. And so there's a need for setting of joy. Jesus required joy to make it through the cross. If Jesus required joy, and especially y'all already admitted that you like to look unto Jesus, then what are we seeing when we see him? We see an example of somebody that knows how to utilize a tool that's very powerful for getting through something and being successful in it. Amen? All right. So the setting of joy. Let's just look at this word joy real quick because um, <clears throat> sometimes we, we can just put it into a category of, of something that you laugh at a joke or something, right? <laughs> but let's look at this, at this definition. I just got this off the internet. It's an, the emotion of great delight. And, I, and if we can kind of hook up with this a little bit, it's not just kind of a little bit of a thing. You know, when you think of somebody joyful, you don't just, it's, it's not like, we, we, we've got these kids that are trained to, to pose for pictures. You know, we got grandkids, you know. You know, especially little uh, Liam. It's like, all right, smile. And they go, as soon as you click the picture, it's back to, you know. <laughs> 
That's what I'm saying. They're, they're just so used to, my, my, my daughter's a photographer, so, I mean, they've, they've got a gazillion pictures. But, but, you know, we can kind of get used to that, and it's like, um, is it something that we, we and, and there is a part to this that we'll get to, but is it something that, that is naturally coming out of us, or is it something that is, is fake, right? But this doesn't talk about just putting on something little. This is like delighting. Does anybody delight in anything? All right, I know Snickers and and an ice cream. So you, you really, you notice how that it, it, it can change your mood, can it? So, anybody get comfort from a Snickers? Right? It's like, it, it changes something about you, doesn't? Boy, everybody's smiling. Does that really work? <laughs> Look at that! All you have to do is say it. All you have to do is say the word Snickers. Okay, the emotion of great delight or happiness caused by something exceptionally good or satisfying keen pleasure elation she felt the joy of seeing her son's success so when we're looking at joy here let's don't just look like something a little small it's kind of like this is dramatic you ever seen anybody that's dramatic in their joy and what did you buy from them <laughs> you bought something from them okay a source or cause of keen pleasure or delight, something or someone greatly valued or appreciated. So it's having that emotion, but it's, it's the source of it too, isn't it, right? Her prose style is a pure joy. You're getting it from something too, right? It's the expression or display of glad feeling, a festive gaiety, a state of happiness or felicity. Uh, and then it can actually be a verb too. And this is where, you know, sometimes we, uh, we don't hear this word very much outside of church, but we see it a lot in churches, rejoice. And, and there's, there's a way of saying this also is that that's when you actually put on joy. You say, I'm going to be joyful, right? That's, and and it's, it also says it this way. It'll say to joy. Have you ever joyed? Saying, this happens sometimes when somebody uh, is, is telling you something that they want you to really be dramatic. You say, let's see, I'm not, I don't really care about this, but I want them to be happy that I am being happy. So here you go. <laughs> right? So it might not be something that you feel initially. And here's what happens is sometimes when you do that, you're joying on purpose you can discover that it turns into emotion, okay? And this is partly what I want to talk about today because we go through our lives and a lot of times we can get, man, we got a cloud hovering over us, right? We got stuff going on. And there ain't no way I'm going to be joyful today. <laughs> Do you not know what I'm going through? Man, it's been a rough week. It just keeps coming, When's it going to stop? And your, and your prayer, prayer to God is, how much longer? How effective are those kind of prayers, right? I don't know. All right. Let's get into Habakkuk here because there is another place for us to go. If we're looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, there's a setting of joy for us that can be very powerful in its working, okay? So let's look at Habakkuk here in 317. Though the fig tree may not blossom. Now, I don't know about you, but I really don't care about fig trees hardly at all. Um, 
And I don't really care about fruit on the vines all that much. I mean, I just want a good hamburger, right? <laughs> but, but if we can relate to this as we're going here, gas prices. If we can relate to, you know, when, when things look like they're really going down, you know? Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor the fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food. For this, in their time, this was their whole livelihood. This was their world crashing. It says, though this stuff is going on like this, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herds in the stalls. What does it say next? Don't you like yet? Yet I will do what? So this is the cloud hovering over you and you saying, I'm going to do something that is not coming from the cloud. It's coming from somewhere else, right? I will, and here's this joy. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Now, you can say, well, that's good for you. Man, I'm glad you got that down. But this is what we get in salvation. And so th- th- this, this word salvation here becomes a very powerful thing. I will joy in the God of my, what is salvation? You know, for us, salvation comes in Christ, doesn't it? But is it just a ticket into heaven? Did you know that salvation touches every part of your life? Any part of your life where the fig tree isn't producing where you're not, you're not having your livelihood being taken care of like you would like for it to be. You're getting a bad report on, uh, from the doctor. Anything that's coming to you that would not be positive, that would not be encouraging, what do you need? Save me, save me. Right? What, so what, what do you need? You need salvation. So sometimes when we're, especially in church, when we're talking about salvation, oh, that's just, that's just, you know, you got to receive Jesus as your Savior, and then, and then all your sins are forgiven. No, it t- it's going to touch everything else. What, what, when you, when you go from the altar receiving Jesus as your Savior, you go back into life, don't you? You have things happening to you in life. And God, Jesus didn't leave you at the altar. <laughs> He's going with you wherever you go. To what? To be what? A savior. He continues being. Don't you like that? He's not done being a savior at the altar. He wants to be your savior all the time. <laughs> he, he says, take me out of the categories of savior that you think I need to be in. And you just let me come everywhere. Amen? So this says, I will joy in the God of my salvation. So there's a necessity that's, that's taking place here because you know what? Jesus right now is the God of our salvation, but is he our God? And, and there's a necessity to apply joy to our relationship with him for the reality of his salvation to be applied to our life. How does God work? Does he work just by needs in people's lives? God only responds to faith, doesn't he? He only responds to us believing in him. Okay, man, let's get into this. Are you, are you excited I'm going down this path? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even have to ask for it. All right. 
We got a woohoo. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet. Man, that's kind of a weird thought, isn't it? And he will make me walk on my high hills. That sounds like I'm in a... <laughs> get me some high hills, doesn't it? No? <laughs> isn't it funny? You kind of got to be careful when you read some of these Old Testament things, don't you? <laughs> but what does a deer do? It's light on his feet, right? It's not downtrodden. And, and you're not being pulled down to the low places. You're saying, no, I'm going to go to the high places. I'm going to go and be successful. Amen? Don't you like that? Okay. So there's this, um, there's this lady that, that commented on the Bible. Clear back in the, she was born in the 1800s. And she uh, passed away in 1926. Just a real quick background, because this is where I got this statement. I like this. I was looking through the comment, comments on this. And it said, the literal is, and she's commenting on this. She says, I will jump for joy in the Lord. So when, he, when, he's, when he's saying, I will joy in the God of my salvation, he's not just saying, I'm going to say, ah, yay, God. I'm going to. I'm going to really stretch this week. I'm going to get my hands up this high. You know, <laughs> right? She says, I will jump for joy in the Lord. I will spin around for delight in God. Well, what difference does that make? Because when you really believe he's your savior, when you really believe he's your savior, it's going to change your actions. Your actions are going to look like you're actually joyful about it. And you're going to wear a smile. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. Right? Now, what difference does it make? Because God's a God of faith. And faith without works is dead. You say, well, what works do I need to do? Rejoice. Rejoice. Just try rejoicing just a little bit. Just stretch a little bit. Let's just do a little bit more rejoicing. And we'll just see if maybe we don't believe a little bit more. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Don't you like this? Here is the hilarity of faith. Did you know that faith is not just a small thing that you can just say one word and it's done? If, if it's not affecting your emotions, Right? Joy at its best with circumstances at their worst. (laughs) What a victory. May it be ours. You know, the greatest stories of God's working are not when somebody was having a nice day. Were they? It's always when, oh man, you got the Egyptians on your tail. Well, what's God going to do? That's when you, the ocean up, or the sea opens up before you and something happens. But it's when you do what? You have to be staying in faith towards him, right? And what's one of the most powerful ways to do that is to rejoice. What are you rejoicing about? You're not a rejoice, you're not even necessarily considering the Egyptians behind you or the sea in front of you. You're considering God. Amen? Because your joy is coming from Him. 
You can't be looking to the problem to get joy. So even when we approach God, do we approach God with our focus on the problem or on the God? No, my joy, I will joy in the God of my salvation. When you joy in the God of your salvation, it doesn't matter what the problem is. Amen? What a victory. May it be ours. Can you, can you kind of get a clue that joy might be something we want to participate in? All right. All right. All right. Everybody just smile at me. Real big ones. Okay. All right. All right. Good. Man, we're, that feels better already, doesn't it? All right. <laughs> so it's required for salvation's drink. Did you know that you can drink of salvation? That's where its sustenance becomes applied to your life. Right? And I like this out of Isaiah. Don't you love Isaiah? So many amazing things uh, prophetically about who we, who we get in Christ, right? Isaiah 12. See, God has come to save me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. The Lord God is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. So what happens when you're joying in God? You're rejoin, you're joying in what he's already done. But I got this big problem. I need him to do something about this. I need him to do something about this. Oh, it went, how much longer am I going to keep getting hit this way and hit that way? How many more bad reports am I going to get? Well, what about what he's already done? Amen. So thanks becomes a big part of this. Thanksgiving, what are you doing? You're thanking him for what he's already done. Amen? I will trust in him and not be afraid. The Lord God is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. This is what faith looks like. Even when you're looking at the sea, you're seeing it as a victory. You're seeing every opportunity to get down, to get depressed as an opportunity for victory. Not only an opportunity, it's already in the, in the category. You know how you put things in the columns of victories or, or defeats? It's already in the, in the victory column. Amen? With joy, you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. Can you see how necessary joy is? You don't really get the fountain. You can become saved. You can become delivered. But to drink of it into your life that you're walking day by day. There has to be joy. <laughs> I just thought I'd practice a little bit real quick. Okay. So sharing's requisite. So I already alluded to this, but Psalm 51, <clears throat> 12. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Don't you like the, 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 the uh, ownership of the salvation here? It's God. My salvation is God. Amen? <clears throat> it says, restore to me. And David is talking about, when is this? This is when he failed big time, wasn't it? It's when his identity could have kept him from God. And he said, no. No, I understand that for me to be victorious in this life, I'm going to not just have a God. I'm going to have to have joy in him. Amen? And he understood that he could, he could get that back. 
He could get the joy back because the joy was what was going to take him through battles successfully, right? But not just that. This is what I want to see is so precious. Because you know one of the, the biggest things that will bring fulfillment in your life is getting past the salvation you need to the salvation somebody around you needs. And your greatest fulfillment will, be, will come in sharing. Amen? And this is saying that joy is requisite to effective sharing. You ever felt like, oh, I just can't share anything. I just, you know, I'm kind of shy. And, and what if they do this? And what if they do that? And, you know. So when we, we're talking about joy being our strength, what is that strength for? Is it just for me to be, you know, have some nice muscles? Or <laughs> is, is, it, is it for me to be strong in sharing? And this is what he says here. Then I will teach transgressors your ways. And sinners will be converted to you. Isn't this precious from David's heart? He's not just, it's, it's like his, his, his return to God isn't just about him. Amen? And he's saying, no, I, I, I see that I must have joy in your presence so that when I go to share, it's coming from a source of joy of a real life with God. Can you see the difference? You know what this world needs? It needs Jesus, but how are they going to get Jesus? And people that are living in the joy of their salvation that makes their sharing of Jesus a real thing. It's not just a facade. It's the real thing. When you're really sharing Jesus, there's going to be joy. You know, I used to, I, I was a worship leader for a few years, and, and um, something I really stressed is we would get together and just pray in the Holy Ghost for 30 minutes and then uh, for our rehearsals, but then before the service, we would do the same thing. We do it here on Sunday mornings also. Why? Because you know what people need is not what I have in myself. They need the presence of God. They need the anointing of God. They need the revelation of the Holy Spirit. And you cannot have that without having been in the presence of God. And in the presence of the Lord is what? Fullness of joy. So if you don't have some joy and you're trying to share Jesus, it ain't real. Because you haven't been there. I'm not being critical of anybody. I'm just being observant. <laughs> right? <laughs> Can you see that? And I want to embrace that for myself. Man, the only thing you all need, you don't need me. You need Jesus right now. But hopefully you can see that I've been in his presence <laughs> partly because I'm not downtrodden this morning. Amen? We have the victory in Christ. If so, there must be some joy. All right? <laughs> All right. Are you with me? Yes. This is good, isn't it? Good. Let's look at Nehemiah 8.10. <clears throat> so this is the time uh, when, when Israel had been away from God, and they they've found scriptures that let them know that they had not been living according to the law. And so what they, they became very depressed and very downtrodden, and, they, and, they, and, and in discovering God's will for their life, they became very mournful, and they began to sob, and they began to cry. 
And this is where we get this wonderful thing is the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's from this setting, okay? And Nehemiah continued, go and celebrate. Okay, so what is rejoicing? It's celebration, isn't it? It's gonna be doing something that looks like you're having fun. <laughs> with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and sad for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen? But what I wanted to get here is what does joy look like? If we're supposed to rejoice, in the New Testament we're told to rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Uh, rejoice, 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 rejoice. So I wrote a song about rejoice always. <laughs> you can write so many songs from the Bible, so much fun. Okay, but... <laughs> But if you're going to rejoice, that means you're going to put on joy. You're going to be uh, um, intentional about joy. And you're not going to just let it come on you if you happen to hear a funny joke. Right. You're going to say, no, I'm going to be joyful. Now, you do get it from a source, and we saw that already. You're getting it from the joy of your salvation. But you're not going to be halfway about it. You're going to do it on purpose, right? And it's going to look like something. You're going to look like you're having fun. How many like to have fun? This does not sound like a hard thing, does it? <laughs> but I was, I was thinking about this. This is very wonderful what God says, what Jesus says. He says, follow me. Don't you like how, how, how the Holy Spirit is a gentleman? He says, follow me into this. He doesn't say, I'm going to push you into it. He doesn't drive us into joy. He says, follow me into joy. So it becomes a matter of our will all the time. God's never going to make us be joyful. <laughs> we have to want it. We have to step into it. We have to put on a celebration. We have to put on joy. We have to rejoice. But can you see that this is not an option if you want the blessings of God? You don't get to say, well, that's just for somebody else. And we'll see. God takes us at whatever level we take, we can, we can respond to. But it will be a part of it. Can you just see this from the word? Amen, isn't this good? Let's look at Isaiah 61. Identity in Christ is an assurance of harvest. So here's what, partly what I want to get out of this is, your identity in Christ comes with a joy, and when you put on that joy, it's for this moment, but it's not just for this moment, it's seed for the future, okay? Some things will not happen, you, you know, uh, this, is, this is very natural, if you're not getting some discipline in your life right now in, in a lot of areas, you can't expect to have change in the future, but it, if you begin to make changes right now, if you begin to plant joy now and this is a great principle because we've been called into an eternal kingdom and what God is preparing us for is not just victory right now but there's a harvest of victory so let's look at this this is really wonderful I will greatly rejoice in the Lord <laughs> again this is not just a small thing is it I will rejoice in the Lord my soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments 
of salvation. Oh, we have salvation again going on. There's a reason for our rejoicing. It's because of salvation. Don't you like this? He has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its bud, as the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all nations. Isn't that amazing? So what is he saying here? He's saying, you know what? When I rejoice in what God has already done for me, I become an organic part of what he's yet to do. Can you see how powerful that is? And it actually, it gets you out of the vulnerability of the now moments. Because even when you you say, okay, I'm going to try to rejoice a little bit. I'll give it a go, you know. (laughs) You know. What's hovering over you is the simplicity of your own life and how insignificant that might be. And God's saying, no, it's not insignificant. It's part of a big thing that I'm wanting to do that you're rejoicing now is part of the harvest that I have yet to produce. You see that? (laughs) I like seeing that. That was kind of (laughs) cool, right? Because this joy thing is is so essential in so many ways. Right? So 2 Corinthians 1.20. And I've already said this, but this is for every aspect of our life. So this is what Isaiah was actually uh, um, talking about was what we get in Christ. He clothes us in righteousness, doesn't he? He clothes us in purpose. He puts a new nature on us. Old things are passed away and all things have become new. Amen? Man, if you could just get some revelation of that, then you just have to jump up and spin around like that lady was talking about, right? For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. You know what all the promises of God in? I will supply all your needs. I will make, I, I will heal all your diseases. Amen? I will, I will cause you to, to, to have wisdom and understanding and direction. I will speak to you. There are so many promises that come to us in this garment that we've gotten in Christ. Amen? And so there's no lack for reason to rejoice. You can say, those people, they're just, they're just acting silly. They're just laughing because somebody else did something goofy. Yeah, it's a, no, no, not when you not when you begin to see how how essential this is and the purpose of it and its source. Amen. There's a supernatural joy that we can get, and we will experience it in the presence of God. I'm going to touch on this too. But it's not groundless. It's not without real solid purpose in God. This joy is essential, amen. So all the promises in here, here in Ephesians, oh man, let's, 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 let's look at this. Ephesians 1.16, I have never stopped thanking God for you. So I just said this. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could have actual revelation of what Jesus has done for us? And you know what? This, this comes by the Holy Spirit. 
And this is something that if you care about, you can ask God for. And he can bring more revelation of it. Did you know that this never stops? The understand, we're talking about it right now. We're just kind of opening up the door a little bit. But what, what's been done for us in Christ that can cause us to activate the essential element of joy that will bring the blessings of God into our life that we can drink of. That comes in a revelation that is by the Spirit of what we already have. Amen? So I already referred to this. What makes you rejoice is not in what's going to happen. It's what's already happened. That is the source of your joy and what God's already done. Amen? So Paul, this is his prayer for us. Can you say this is for me? This prayer is for me this morning. I've never stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you wisdom to see clearly and really understand who Christ is and all that he has done for you. Amen? I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can see something of the future he has called you to share. I want you to realize that God has made rich, has been made rich because we who are Christ have been given to him. Man, I like this translation of that. Do you hear what that's saying? That me in the kingdom makes God rich. Have you ever thought about that? I mean, so many times I, I want God in my life so I can be rich with God and all his goodness and all his blessings. And this says that God is rich because of me. Wow, that takes it to a whole other level, doesn't it? Amen? And this becomes part of the problem, or part of the answer. Not part of the problem. Part of the answer for us with joy. We're talking about a need for joy. How many admit that we have a need for joy? But we need to learn how to apply it. And, 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 and understanding that, the, man, God is enriched by me? Wow, it starts... I don't know about you, but that takes some revelation. I can hear that right now, and I can say, so, so you're saying I have a chance of winning a new Mercedes if I sign up on your thing. Man, I'm really excited about a chance. Have you ever gone through that? You know, they want you to click through, right? And, 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 and all it is is a is a one in a million chance, you know, but they say, oh, this is your lucky day. You get a chance. You know what? This isn't just our lucky day. We have it. Yes. Amen? Yes. This isn't just a chance. Yes. This is ours. Yes. <laughs> but it requires this, it requires this growth of revelation. It requires a nurturing of a reality. Do you see this? That's why Paul's praying and he says, man, I, I pray that you, you begin to get a clue, but you don't just begin, but you, you progress in the understanding of what you have in him. Why? Because joy is essential. I pray that you will begin to understand how incredibly great his power is to help those who believe in him. It is that same mighty power that raised Christ from the grave. I didn't put that next verse in there. Let me keep going. First Peter 1 Peter 1.5. So reaping uh, full salvation's joy comes in believing. 
You know, what we're talking about right now is, is a very incredible truth in God. What we've been given in him. All the promises of God are ours in him. Amen? What does it just require? It requires believing, doesn't it? He said, if you can just believe. If you can just believe. All things are possible to you. If you can just believe. How many believe today? Everybody raise your hand. But I just challenge you right now that you have some more believing to grow in. Amen. Why? Because the fullness of God requires revelation for believing. And it's a continual process, right? Let's look at this. This is a really precious passage. 1 Peter 1, 5. Through our, through our faith, the mighty power of God constantly guards us until our full salvation. What do we have there again? Salvation showing up. That's a, this is part of our joy. Is ready to be revealed in the last time. May the thought of this cause you to do what? May the thought of this cause you to jump. And the whole room should jump, right? Did you just have the thought of this? Okay. <laughs> Even though lately you've had to put up with the grief of many trials. So there's a rea- reality uh, uh, that goes crossways with the trials we're going through in life. Amen? It says this thought should cause you to do what? To jump for joy. Yeah. Even though you're going through something else. Wow, that's what we need today, isn't it? And the world's going to scratch their heads and say, what's going on with those Looney Tunes, right? Just like on Acts 2, when they're filled with the Holy Ghost, right? Because when you get revelation of what's happened to you in Christ, the Holy Spirit comes in and reveals that. Amen? Amen. It's going to, the thought of it's going to cause you to be a different person than you were before, inhibited by what somebody might think. And now you're actually rejoicing, adding joy to something that you said you believed, but turns it into something that's more than it was before. Can you see? (laughs) But these are. These only reveal the sterling core of your faith, which is far more valuable than gold that perishes. For even gold is refined by fire. Your authentic faith will result in even more praise, glory, and honor when Jesus, the anointed one, is revealed. You love him passionately, although you did not see him. But through believing in him, you are saturated with an ecstatic Joy, indescribably sublime and immersed in glory. Man, there's, these are some pretty dramatic words in here, aren't they? It's, it's, it's not like just a little bit of stuff, is it? This is talking about a relationship with Jesus that includes this wild joy. <laughs> is this talking about us? How can y'all just sit, sit there and look at me like that? Then, if no, I'm just <laughs> we'll give you an opportunity here in just a minute. We do need to respond, though, don't we? Yes. Amen. If there's some truth here, how can we begin to respond to it? And this is what I want to just challenge us with. Okay, for you are reaping the harvest of your faith, the full salvation promised you, your soul's victory. You know what our soul? Need? You know, I, I, I've noticed this so many times. People are going through something, and 
And it's a natural issue that is very challenging. It's very oppressive. It's very effective in its, in its oppression. But what I've always noticed is, is the, the problem isn't the issue. The problem is the soul. Right. What's going on to the soul? Because you, if you can rescue the soul from the, from the clutches of the situation... You can bring them into liberty even though they're still in that situation to some extent. Right? right. right? And joy does that. Because what what joy in your salvation does says it's, it doesn't matter what I'm in. It matters what Jesus has already done. And when I add joy to that, it liberates my soul. Don't you like that? All right. Okay. I've just got one more path. Are you ready to jump up and spin around or something? All right. <laughs> he doesn't have to. He has already done it, I guess. <laughs> That's not how it works, is it? All right. John 15, 26. But when the helper comes, who I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. What does that testify of me? That means... He's going to have you understanding who Jesus really is. Jesus said, you know, if I can be lifted up, I'll draw people unto me. If you can just know me, you can know the Father. Right? This passage we were just looking at was an intimacy with Jesus that is not just him as your Savior somewhere far away, but he's walking with you. He's he's with you continually. Amen? Amen? And what it says, when there's revelation of that, it causes you to be ecstatic with joy, understanding who this guy really is. And I wanted to end with this because what we need and what I need for this, I need the help of the Holy Spirit. We sang about this already today. I need the help of the Holy Spirit with this, but we are not without the help. As long as we access it. Amen? But it's going to require, so, so when we enter into this, we're not just doing a, a, a work of our own will. And he told me, I guess I need to do some moving around. <laughs> it's not what I'm saying at all. The Holy Spirit's here right now saying, come with me to a place of freedom. Come with me to a place of liberty. But when you come, you're going to have to let go of some inhibitions some restrictions that you placed on yourself. And you're going to have to rejoice. There's going to have to be some joy associated with this. Amen? When we speak, it needs to come from a source of life that we've heard in Christ. And when we speak, it applies power to our own heart. Amen? So what we have is we have here, I call them declarations. And we're just going to say them together like two or three times. And when we do, let's say these as if they're already true. We're not trying to make them happen. We're acknowledging what God has already done. And we're letting it come out of our own mouth. But it's not just our own mouth. It's not just our own head. It's a liberation of our spirit to a reality that we've heard. Can Can you see that? So let's say these together, and when we do, let's acknowledge them in our life, and and let's begin to allow the Holy Spirit to bring revelation of Jesus in us. Can we do that? 
Let's say this together. In Christ, I have an inheritance that frees me from the despairs of this world and provides me with joy in full salvation. You know, just that thought after you've been getting a report in the news, you just go over here and you just say that. You know what? Your mind is given freedom. It's being liberated. As I set the salvation before me, I will activate its reality through joy. Now, this is something where you're setting your will to be involved in this. So I encourage you to do this. So <laughs> as I set the reality of this salvation before me, I will activate its reality through joy. That means I'm going to do something. Amen? Amen? All right, let's go to this next one. The joy of the Lord strengthens to endure while equipping my testimony with power. Don't joy you? in my salvation now is also preparation for the harvest of joy yet to come. One more time. Joy in my salvation now is also preparation for the harvest of joy yet to come. All right. Let's say a couple more here. There is a promise in Christ to set before me in every trial of my life. Don't you like that? What is that promise? When you set the promise before you, you're setting joy before you. Amen? You do that by faith and you actually begin to act like it's true on purpose. You might not feel like it right away, but you begin to act like it on purpose. What are you doing? You're rejoicing. You're adding joy to the situation. I welcome and respond to the Holy Spirit's revelation of Christ in me by rejoicing in his presence. You know, I, I don't know if anybody knows who Jack Hayford and if that makes any difference to you at all or not, but he, he's a minister out of California. But I got to go to one of those promise keepers things a long time ago. And uh, it was kind of interesting because it was a liturgical promise keepers. I don't know if you're familiar with promise keepers at all. Um, they used to go into these big coliseums and they get a, a lot of times it would just be men. <clears throat> well, I went to this one and it was people from all different denominations and <laughs> a, a lot that uh, don't practice what we're going to just do here a little bit today. And it, it was, I sat next to some you know, like priests or whatever they were, you know, that were all, they had their garb on and everything. And, it, and it's like, it, it, it wasn't something um, that they were used to doing. And I loved because Jack Hayford is very stoic. He's got a really uh, kind of a deep voice, uh, if you're familiar with him at all. And, 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 he, and he got up and he started talking about just dancing before the Lord. You know, and um, what I like about it is they didn't even play any music. And it was just precious. He, he stood up there in front of this great big coliseum of people, had all of us stand up. And he said, let's just honor the presence of God. And he just started to simply just dance before the Lord. You know, it didn't require something silly, you know. It was just honest. God's worthy of our response to his presence. Amen? He's worthy of that, isn't he? So it's really our privilege to say, Lord, I'm going to respond to you. I'm going to lift my hands. I'm going I'm to clap them 
during the music, I'm going to move. Amen? One more little story. <laughs> uh, my wife will probably tell it if I don't. We were out in California several years ago. It was the first place that I was on staff at a church. And we were going through some challenging times there. And my wife heard something going on in the living room in the middle of the night. And, um, and this, isn't, this isn't about me, but it's about an opportunity that I want to encourage you in. And, uh, <laughs> and, and she went in the living room and, man, I was, I was pulling a David. I was in my underwear. Just, just dancing before the Lord, and, and, and you know what? We have that opportunity, and I, I want to encourage you. And this is, this is not. Can you see that this is not just a small thing, this morning? <laughs> and and God isn't wanting us to, to just wait or, or, or go somewhere where the, the music is great and we can do it and it's wonderful. No, He's wanting us to respond to Him in our daily life. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. 